Calvary Church is located in beautiful Peterborough, Ontario, and is committed to impacting that community with the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Each week, one of our preaching team draw powerful life application truths from the Bible. Check us out here or online at calvaryptbo.church. So last night, I... Uh... We often will, well, not often, but every once in a while we'll, we'll get together just as a family and watch a movie. And so the movie last night was uh, The Avengers, Infinity Wars. And so, so I'm not a huge Avengers guy, but I, I have to admit, I kind of got caught up in, in last night's Avengers movie. Uh, maybe it's because I was procrastinating, uh, finishing my message for this morning, uh, but I actually, I actually kind of, maybe I think it had a little bit more to do with the fact that it kind of paralleled where I was going this morning. Because I, I was watching these, you know, good guys, these Avenger people and, uh, and other characters from other movies that apparently are all part of the same conglomeration of uh, superheroes. And, uh, and so, anyways, they're, they're, all, they're all fighting this one bad guy. It takes like 15 good guys to fight this one bad guy. And anyways... No spoiler alerts at all here. But, but I found it interesting that they, they had this certain mentality, these Avengers, these, these good guys. They had this certain mentality that when the bad guy was coming their way, they kind of said, bring it on. And they were willing to tackle. They were willing to fight. They were willing to give all that they could to tackle this guy. They didn't care how big the obstacle was. They didn't care what was in front of them. They were going to defeat this guy. In many respects, I think that's kind of how we need to be when it comes to things like goals in life, things like New Year's resolutions. I think we have to have this kind of bring it on mentality, this, this, uh, this do or die, this I'm giving it all I got kind of mentality to face the goals that are in front of us. If we don't come at it, I, I think as often happens... We won't fulfill those goals. Now, now today and next week, we're, gonna, we're calling this series Bring It On. And, uh, and the whole point that I wanted to, I, I want to look at goals that I think are worth keeping, and, or sorry, goals that I think are worth making and goals that I think are worth keeping. And so that's kind of what we're going to focus on this week. Next week, I want to encourage you to be here because next week we're going to actually share some of the goals that we have here at Calvary Church. And, uh, and so I want us to tackle some of these goals. I want to look at some maybe that you can have specific goals I think you can have as well, but, but I want to challenge us in terms of a congregation as to some of the goals that we should have over the next, over the next uh, year. So in essence, we're looking at some New Year's resolutions. Now this, we always, we always find ourselves thinking about New Year's resolutions or goals around this time of the year. It's not, it shouldn't just be about this time of the year. We should actually have reoccurring goals over the year. We should kind of come back to these all the time and, and reestablish new goals and pr- try and pursue them. But, but we all, all of us, think about it at some point about this time of the year. Now, you may be saying, well, yeah, I have New Year's resolutions. I want to be better in this area or I want to be better in that area. And I'm the same. I want to I improve in certain areas of life as well. Some of you are like, well, you know, my New Year's resolution is just to stay the same. I ain't moving. I, I like where I am. I don't want to move any for, further forward. I don't want to move backwards. I just want to stay the same. That's your New Year's resolution. Some of you are like, I, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy. I'm not making New Year's resolutions at all. Well, that's a New Year's resolution. 
sorry, but you just made a resolution. And, uh, and so regardless of who you are, regardless of how you think here, we all have thought of this or we have all resolved to say we're going to do something this year. I, uh, I, found, this, I found this interesting. I, I was looking online to see what, were, what are the most common New Year's resolutions for 2019. And I came up with this. This is a study that was done uh, looking at about 2,000 individuals in the U.S., and uh, here are the top 10 things that people said they were going to have as their New Year's resolutions. Diet or eat healthier is number one on the list. By far, 71% of you in this room said dieting and eating healthier is my New Year's resolution. 65% said exercise more. 54 said lose weight. Now, one, two, and three, I kind of think they're all part and parcel, but regardless, uh, save more and spend less, learn a new skill or hobby, quit smoking, read more, find another job, drink less alcohol, spend more time with family and friends. Those are the top 10 on the list. And you would, maybe some of you are saying, yeah, I'm in there. I, I have those as my resolutions as well. Or I have one of those or two of those as my resolutions as well. And that's kind of cool. Now, stats also tell us that by February, 80% of you have already finished or quit your goals. You, uh, and so there's no hope for you to achieve what you've resolved to do in January 1. That's kind of sad. I, I, wonder, I wonder if it's, if it's because it's how we're approaching goals. Are we failing at achieving our goals because of how we approach the goals, because of the goals that we are striving to make? And that's kind of where I want to go for today. Where, uh, where should you be going um, with our goals? I, I, you know, I think, I, I kind of, just kind of a side note, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, I was at Costco, I think it was yesterday when I was there, um, and across the street from Costco is the Trent Security sign, I don't know if, you've, uh, if you're familiar with this, but they always, they always put on the Trent Security sign that Sidney Crosby says something. And uh, at least I think it's Sidney Crosby. I don't, I don't know. It says Sidney says. Anyways, this, th- I thought this one was kind of neat. It said yesterday, new, uh, uh, where is it? It said, hey, happy, or hey, New Year's resolution. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the reality is when we don't have our priorities or our plans or our goals focused in the right direction or, or uh, achieving the right thing, they're not going to, to come to fruition. Proverbs 21.5 reminds us, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. I like the way the New Living Translation puts it. It says, good planning and hard work leads to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. It's hard work. It's hard work to, to fulfill goals. I think resolutions or goals in life are good. I think we should be making those things. But like I said, in the right direction and toward the right goal. Because I think as you, as you look back at, uh, at that list of the top 10 resolutions that people have, if you notice, they're all about yourself, all about me. This is what I want to do. It's about me feeling better about myself. It's about me doing this or me doing that. It's all about self. But as I look through scripture, our goals or our focus isn't to be about me at all. See, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we must live by a different standard. We must. 
Now, there are tons of resources out there to help you reach your goals. But my wife sent me one uh, this week with, with what that she had come across by a friend of hers. And, uh, and so she put her friend, Becky Baxter, and some of you know Becky, put uh, together a, um, uh, what she calls, how does she call it? A pro, oh, where did it go? A procuring purpose. 2019 Procuring Purpose document. And so we're going to link this into our Facebook uh, post service and on, uh, on with the sermon and all that kind of stuff. So you can download it. So you can find it through, uh, through that because I think it's worth going through. And so she kind of walks us through an eight-day journey of, of creating goals that are, that are given to us by God. Because that's where our focus needs. Our, our goals must be from God. And so she walks us through this journey, and I, I think it's worth doing. I would encourage you to, to do this. Because, listen, our life's agenda must not be about our agenda. It has to be about Christ's agenda. When I first started here almost 16 years ago, we would sit in staff meetings. And, uh, and when Pastor Frank was still the lead pastor here, and, and he would often bring back this question. He would say, what does Jesus Christ, the living head of this church, have for us to do? We would go off on little bunny trails here or talk uh, and pontificate about this or whatever. And he would always kind of bring us back. Okay, but what does Jesus Christ, the living head of this church, have for us to do? It was a great, it was a great, uh, great question. And I think it's a question that each and every one of us could ask ourselves. What does Jesus Christ, the living head of me, want me to do in 2019? What is he asking of me? to do. See, our goals must be from God. And there are oodles and oodles of scripture that remind us of this. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the ways you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Proverbs 16 9 says, in their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Proverbs chapter 5 Verses 5 to 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 16, verse 3, Commit your works to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Even in the New Testament, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You see, if we're not following in line with what God would have for us, we're not following in line with God. Our goals must be from God. So how do we bring it on when God says, I want you to do this, and I want you to go here, and I want you to establish this? When God gives us a goal, what kind of mentality? How do we live this out? How do we find out what that goal is, and how do we live it out to fruition? Well, let me give you, let me give you a, a little way of, I think, that, that we can help to, to move forward in 2019 that's going to help us stay focused on our goals. I think you need to show, know, and grow, or go. Show, know, and go. When it comes to goals, you need to show God, show first and foremost, show people that we are serious about how we live for God, that God is our priority. Show them that. I think one way we do that is by celebrating, celebrating what God has done in your life. Now, no doubt God has done something in your life, whether you see it right now or not. God has done something in your life over 2018. 
No question. I know he's done stuff in my life. I know he's done stuff here at Calvary Church. Last year, you know, Pastor, Pastor John Mark just uh, shared some earlier. He said that 10 students came to faith in Jesus Christ just in the last number of weeks. That's exciting. God's been doing something in our youth ministry. Four people were baptized last year here at Calvary Church. That's exciting. There's over 190 of you who are actively engaged in discipleship through our life groups here at Calvary Church. That is exciting. People are moving forward in who they are in Christ. That's worth celebrating. Last year, I challenged you. I challenged in September. We were getting close, but we weren't quite there yet. But I challenged you as a congregation to raise $50,000 for missions in 2018. You guys raised not just 50000 but you raised $55,000. You exceeded my challenge. That's exciting news. Twenty-five over 20, Actually, 2,700 of that came in just on our Christmas Eve uh, initiative, our, our compassion campaign, where we were raising money for, for um, the warming room and uh, One Roof Diner and Benevolence here at Calvary. Like, you guys gave generously for that. That, that's worth celebrating. Over uh, almost a 1,000 pounds of produce came out of our community garden this past year. So many of you were working in that garden, providing for, uh, for that. And so many in need received fresh produce as a result of our community garden. That is exciting. Sunday attendance has been up over the last number of months than, as compared to where it was last year. That is exciting. People, we need to celebrate what God is doing. Are you excited? Most definite, God is moving, God is doing something in amongst us here, and it's worth celebrating. No doubt, God is doing something in amongst your life that you need to be sharing. You need to be showing other people what God is doing in your life. Are you telling people about what he's doing in your life? Are you sharing the stories in your life of how God has been moving and how God has been active? I hope you are. Let's celebrate together what God is doing. But let me, let me also be a little cautious here because I know, I know what happens can happen. It's very easy to make, a, make you swing the pendulum far the other way and over-exaggerate what God is doing. Let's stay realistic in what God is doing. Am I content with only four people being baptized? No. No, I want to see it doubled this year or tripled this year. Am I content with only 10 people being saved in our student department? No. We need 10 people. We need 100 people being saved within our church at large. We need to be seeing lives. Like, so let's be realistic. There's still a lot more work to do. But let's not also present ourselves as something of perfection because none of us are. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And so we can show people not only that we've come a long way because of what Christ has done, but we haven't arrived yet. And that's okay to show them that. You're not perfect. I flaw. You are flawed. We make mistakes at times. So don't present yourself in some magnificent way that people don't think you're quite as real as you need to do or as you really are. 
but don't negate either. Because there's two sides of the pendulum. Some people want to go to one extreme and, and never highlight anything that God has done and woe is me and, and, and they are down in the depths. Other people live in this, uh, this unreal world and, and make up things that aren't really real. Let's keep it balanced. All right, Let's know what God has done and let's celebrate what God has done. But let's also celebrate the fact and show the fact that God's still working. God's still doing something. Mayanne Laflame, who is one of our congregants, she writes a blog. And, uh, and one of the things she said in a recent blog on, on goals, she said, as you take some time to reflect back on past 365 days, what would you say were your biggest lessons, your biggest accomplishments, or your biggest realizations? Even if you didn't accomplish everything you hoped for at the beginning of 2018, what else did you accomplish? In my opinion, it's more helpful to look at what helped move us forward than what it did, what did not, or what we did not, didn't do. Oy, oy, oy. In other words, to stop beating ourselves up for what we didn't accomplish and instead give ourselves a pat on the back for the steps forward that we did take. It's a realistic view. We recognize we, we did not, you know, get the world, but we did move forward. And that's exciting. Let's celebrate that. Let's show that. Let's show people that we're real. Let's show people, though, that God is still active. So all of this has to do with making sure that our heart is right. In order for us to show others, we have to make sure our heart is right. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. See, it's God's priorities we need to focus on. We must keep our heart set on him. We must work in tandem with God. To work in tandem with God means that you allow God to lead and you follow. See, in our, our walk with God, God doesn't drag us along. He's not a God that drags you along in your faith. Sometimes he's carrying you. Sometimes you don't have the strength to carry yourself and he does carry you. But more often than not, he's leading you. He's walking in front of you. He's paving the way before you. And he's inviting you to follow in behind him and walk along with him. That's how God, more often than not, works. And how, as we work in tandem, we allow God to carry us at times where we need to be carried. But we walk in behind him and we never divert off of his path. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3 states, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Set your heart, set your mind on Christ, on God and what he has for you. What's your focus What's your ambitions? Are you doing what you do out of a response of love for God and for who he is and what he's done? Or are we doing what we do to gain for our own personal benefit? People, we need to show first and foremost. Show people that Christ is the priority of our life. Show them what he's done for us. Show them how he's constantly working in us. Next thing we, we need to do is, is, in order to know the goals and walk in those goals that God has for us, we need to know. We need to know what, where God wants us to go and, and what t future to take. 
Now, I think there's a difference between vision and goals. I think vision is God's preferred future for you. So where does God want you to be? Now, here is a spoiler alert because here's what God wants of you. Here's where God wants you to be. He wants you to be more like Christ. That's your vision. My vision in life is to be the best representation of Jesus Christ that I possibly can be on this earth. That's my goal. That's my, that's my vision. That's my preferred futures, to be who Christ wants me to be. Goals, though, are the steps that must be taken in the direction of that preferred future. Now, sometimes those steps are huge. Sometimes God has big goals that he sets in front of us. Other times, they're bite-sized goals that we need. More often than not, they're bite-sized goals. We often refer to these around the office as the 5%s. So what is it that we're doing here at Calvary Church? If we adjusted it just 5%, just a little bit, just kind of tweaked it here or tweaked it there, that it's going to revolutionize, it's going to change things, it's going to move us forward. What are those 5% adjustments that we can do here? Look at those things in your own life. What are those 5% adjustments that if I just tweak this, if I just got up 15 minutes earlier, I'm going to have more opportunity to spend time with God. If I stay up just 15 minutes later, I'm going to have more opportunity to spend time with God. If I do this, or if I adjust here, I'm going to be able to walk in obedience to what God has me to do. What are those small adjustments? Those are the goals. Those are the steps that he wants us to take so that we are moving toward that preferred future. Now, each path is different. So God may be calling you. God may be directing you or giving you goals that are extremely different than the person beside you. Now, if you're married, hopefully they, they work in unison. <laughs> but he gives each and every one of us different goals, different path in order to fulfill the vision that he has for us to be more like Jesus. Here's what I do know when it comes to goals. Goals, we, we've got to be really flexible because the small steps that we take, God often only leads us one step at a time. He doesn't usually open the, the whole Pandora's box for us so that we can see everything he has in store for us because I think it'd freak us out. I'm pretty sure I'd have been freaked out a few years ago if somebody said to me, yeah, you're going to lead pastor Calvary Church after Frank Patrick. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. He only... He only opens doors, you know, one at a time more often than not. But sometimes what happens is we are taking these small steps moving forward and we think, oh yeah, that's where we're going to go. And then all of a sudden God opens the pathway going this way. And you're like, whoa, that's not where I was anticipating. And so God kind of moves like that sometimes. And we've got to be flexible and we've got to trust and believe, okay, God, you know what's best. I don't, so I will trust you. I will put my hope in you. I will be obedient to that. So how do we know, though? When, how do we recognize, okay, this is a God moment, and this is not? Going in this pathway is where he wants to take me. Going in that pathway is not where he wants me to go. How do we know the difference between that? And that, that can be challenging at times. Here's what I know. The more you spend time with God the clearer it becomes. Now, I can't overstress this enough. I try and I hope you feel like I'm beating you over the head with this because I think this is of most importance. More important than you hearing me on a, way, on a weekly basis. Although, you know, I've, I think you're, you're made a good choice being here today. But more important than that, I think it's important that you're spending quality time reading God's word and quality time in prayer. That is a necessity 
A necessity for a follower of Jesus Christ. If you want to know the heart of God, if you want to know the goals that God has for you, you must spend time in prayer and you must spend time reading his word. Becky Baxter in that procuring uh, purpose booklet that she's going to work you through when you download it, says this in the midst of that. She says, it's important to start this process of goal setting with a simple prayer. Instead of trying to decide what I think is the most important thing for me to change, why don't we try a new approach? Let's take that time to pray and actually ask God what he would suggest we could do differently. If God speaks to us all differently, and it's not always an audible voice, and this, I, this is the line that I love in, in this quote. She says, But I have learned to trust the thoughts that come to mind when I am intentionally seeking him. I have learned to trust the thoughts that come to mind when I am intentionally seeking him. Wow, that is so true. I know I've proven that. When I seek Christ, when I want to know his voice, and when I want to hear his voice, when I want to know what he's calling me to do, when I'm pursuing him, things open up. My eyes understand a whole lot better. Maybe you've been trying to figure out all of you know, the goals that you want to fight for or, or work towards this year, and maybe you kind of feel like you're just spinning your wheels. Could it be that you haven't really given that time and that energy to God, but you're trying to do this all on your own? You're trying to make it up and fabricate it on your own? Or maybe it's selfishly, ambitiously, you're trying to do something that God has no desire for you to do. Could it be that that's where you are? Let's try seeking God first and foremost and asking him what we should be pursuing, what goals we should have that he wants us to have. Scripture is awesome. It talks about the promises of God in Scripture when we do this. And I think it's really kind of cool. Deuteronomy chapter, uh, chapter 4 is, a, is a, in the midst of Moses. He's led the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt and uh, about to enter in what he knows is the promised land. He's not taking them there, so he's given them some last words. And, uh, and then he's going to hand the, the nation off to Joshua, who's going to take them into the promised land. And in the midst of this, he, he recognizes what's going to happen. He says, listen, you, are, you Jews are going into the promised land, but... Over time, what's going to happen is you're going to be scattered all over the world. You're going to find yourself all over. And when that happens, listen to what he says here in Deuteronomy 4, 29. He says, but if from there, when you're scattered all over, if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress and all these things have happened to you, then in later days you will return to the Lord your God and obey him. For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your ancestors, which he confirmed to you by oath. When you seek him with all your heart and all your soul. Jeremiah 29 we know verse 11, but I want to continue on reading. Verse 11 is a popular verse. 
But I want to continue reading beyond that, where it says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Matthew 6 33, Jesus echoes the same. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. People, and I, I've said this before, those who want to ride the fence on their faith will always walk away feeling that God never did anything for them and that this is all just a hoax. Why? Because you have not abandoned all that you are to God. When we seek him with all our heart, all our soul, he is found guaranteed every single time. If you hold back something from him, you may not get what you're looking for. We must come at him seeking him with all that we are. You want goals that are worth making, that are worth keeping? Then first of all, you need to show others what Christ has done for you and who you are in Christ. Then you need to know what God's goals are for you in your pursuit with all that you do, all your heart and mind pursuing Christ. And then finally, you need to go. Be persistent. Go and be persistent. You see, goals, God's goals for you may seem too big. No question that, you know, there are goals that God has given us here as a congregation that I think, wow, how in the world? One of the goals that I'm convinced in the vision that we have here at Calvary Church is to reach 3% in Peterborough and the surrounding areas. That's a lot of people. Do the math. That is a lot of people, and we're nowhere close to that. But I'm convinced that God is calling us to that. So convinced because it's too big for us to handle. We can't do this on our own. Now, we're going to work in tandem with God to the best of our ability, but God's going to have to show up and do something as well. But we're going to be persistent in this. We're going to continue to show our faith in, uh, in, in all that we say and do. This is one of the reasons why over the next, after this series is done, we're actually bringing in Youth for Christ to work with us and, uh, and kind of work on some evangelism stuff for us. For a four-week series, I've invited them to come and work alongside of us for four weeks to help you understand how to share your faith in a more practical and tangible way with those you work with in your neighborhood, uh, to strangers on the street, if God's calling you to do that, and the host of other things. Get ready. If that's, I'm excited for that series because we need to understand how to share our faith. That is, that is so crucial. We must be persistent. We must be seeking to do our part. And we got to trust that God's going to do his. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 says, The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. Philippians chapter 3.12-14 says, Not that I have already obtained all this, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There is a working in tandem. God will strengthen you, but we got to keep going. We got to be persistent. We got to have that mentality, that bring it on mentality. 
Peterborough needs that. Your neighbor needs that. Your coworker needs that. Your family member needs that. You need that. Are we ready to go? Do we have that mentality? Paul had no problems showing, knowing, and going. Do we have that? Are you willing to say, bring it on, God. Whatever you have in store for me in 2019, let's go. I want to do that. I want to be ready. I want us to be ready for you personally and for us as a congregation. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity that we have at the beginning part of 2019, Lord, to take a fresh look at what the year has in store for us. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to understand as we seek you with all of our heart. May you open our eyes to understand what it is that you would have for us to do personally and what we are to do as a congregation. Lord, we desire your will. We must desire your goals for our life. So help us, Lord. Purify our hearts. Purify our minds. May our hearts be set properly on you. And may, Lord, we do what only you would have us to do. May we focus on you. May we focus all of our energies in pursuing your goals for our life, whatever they may be. So, Lord, help us, I pray, in this endeavor. We ask this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. I know the children need to be picked up here shortly, and I know some of you may need to go, and you are free to go, but may you not leave without really wrestling with this. May you not go long this month without taking some time to step back and pursue Christ. Step back from the busyness of life and pursue Him. Pursue what He has for you this year. And allow His goals for your life to be your goals. For those of you who can stick around, the team's going to lead us in some worship. I would encourage you to stick around and maybe you want to spend some time, just begin right now in prayer and asking God. Maybe you want to find someone to pray with. You can pray with maybe somebody you came with or I'll be here. You can come and and I'd love to pray with you. But allow God to speak to you and may you know the goals that God has for you. God bless you. Thank you for coming.